everyone and welcome back to the Hype Girls podcast with Tiana and Lauren. Today it's just myself as the host. Lauren is quite busy at the moment um, and unfortunately couldn't join us today but we do have a special guest on the podcast today for this episode. We've got Maddie here. She is a she actually has published two books. She's an author. Um, One of her books, What I Gave You, is a poetry book and the other one um, I believe is about one of her, I think about her Disney adventures. I tried to do a little bit of stalking before this episode so (laughs) I mean she's here to talk all about that so Maddie if you wanted to introduce yourself yeah I mean you did such a good job you covered all (laughs) the bases really um I am an author I did just recently publish my poetry collection which is kind of like more I think my main focus um my first book was nonfiction, and I literally wrote it to get a job at Disney so I'm always like a little bit shy about that one (laughs) just because it's like not necessarily like my creative debut or whatever But aside from being an author, I also have a nine to five. I'm a project manager and also a digital creator. I guess it's like that's sort of like a a kitschy thing that like people call themselves nowadays, but I don't know how else to put a label on it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think, yeah, pretty much digital creator is what everyone's calling themselves these days. You don't really know what to put a label on. (laughs) All right. So Maddie, tell me, so you are living abroad currently, is that correct? Yes, I live in Macau, which is kind of close to Hong Kong. It's like 45 minutes via ferry. Uh, It's a really small island. It's like I could probably get from one end to the other in like 15 minutes by car on a day that there's like no traffic. So it's a really, really small island. But I work in one of the casinos here because this is like one of the only places in China where you can go to gamble. It's kind of like the Las Vegas of China a little bit. Uh, but I work as a project manager here. I've been here for like three years almost now. Very nice. So what made you uh, move over, actually go over to Macau? It was totally not planned. Um, (laughs) My parents lived here and they've lived here since I was in college. Um, I actually used to live in Hong Kong when I was 12. That was sort of like my first experience with Macau. Um, But then I went back to the US and finished school, whatever. And then after I was working for Disney, I was trying to stay so bad. I was working in sales in Disney, which is like not what I wanted to be doing at all. I obviously wanted to be like working in Imagineering and building theme parks and like doing this sort of glamorous Disney lifestyle but just because Disney's like such a corporate beast it's impossible to like move laterally um it would take me probably like five years I think to end up going in that direction so I was scrambling I was trying to do all the things I I felt like I was doing everything right I was doing like the networking I was doing the resume the blah blah whatever but it just wasn't working out for me so I was like okay clearly the universe is telling me that like I'm not supposed to be here anymore and then my parents called me and they were like, oh my God, why didn't we think of this before? But there's so much opportunity here in Macau. Like, why don't you come and work over here for a while, get some experience and then go back to, to Disney or whatever, you know, comes after that. So that's how I ended up here. Very nice. Um, so you, said, you were talking about Disney. How did you actually get to working in Disney? Because I am in Australia. I know nothing about like Disney and everything. I've never been over to America. So like, oh my how gosh, did you get you into, yeah, no, I've only left oh the country God. once. So it's kind of a random story also, but I was in college and I, I feel like this happens to a lot of people. Like you go to university and you don't really know what you want to do because it, to me, it's just a crazy concept that we ask 18 year olds to like figure their life out and then, you know, just like pick something and stick with it. I don't know. I think that's crazy. So I 
did not know what I wanted to do with my life at all. And like senior year was slowly approaching and I was going to have to start like reaching out and getting a job and like becoming an adult. So I was panicking for sure. I was like, oh my God, I literally don't know what I want to do. I have an art history degree. I'm like studying Mandarin, but I don't know what I'm going to do with that. And I ended up linking up with one of my brother's friends. He's a lot older than me. And he's a professor at Georgetown University. And he had this, he'd started this class where like each semester he would ask his entrepreneurial students to write a book. And it just became like the most popular class at Georgetown because essentially what he asks you to do is he asks you to take something that you're passionate about, research it extensively, create a thesis, and then become essentially like an expert in whatever you're interested in. And then that lends you a lot of credibility in the workforce or wherever you're trying to do. So he, this class, like grew and grew and grew until eventually he became his own, it just became its own thing. So he started this thing called the Creator Institute. So I was one of the original like cohorts for this experiment. So it was such like a startup vibe at the beginning. Yeah. But it was so cool. So part of the exercise is that he was asking you to really consider and to step back and think about what brings you joy, like to take away all of the stress about worrying whether you're going to get a job, whether that's going to be for the rest of your life. He was like, just put all that stuff aside and focus instead on what brings you joy and what brings you excitement right now. And then like dive really deep into that. So for me at the time, I was really into theme parks. I loved going to Disneyland. Like I did that all the time in high school with my friends because I lived in Las Vegas, super close to get there. And I don't know, I just like loved the theme park experience. So I was like, let's just pick that. Like that's literally the only thing I can think of. And I was like, one day in like the shower and I was thinking to myself like, oh my God, somebody actually has to like build that stuff. Like that doesn't just pop up out of the ground, you know? Like somebody's job is to literally like design and build these experiences. And I totally think that that would be so much fun to do. And that's what I want to do. So that's what encouraged me to write my first book about that. I literally was like, okay, now I know that I want to get a job at Disney. How am I going to do that with like a random art history degree, no engineering experience, no like internships in the industry at all. So becoming an expert in the future of theme parks made me really credible to talk to like industry leaders and industry experts and say like, actually, I do have a seat at the table. Here's how I can get a job doing what I want to do. And they took me seriously. I mean, to an extent, let's be, let's be real here. It's not like I got a dream job at Disney, you know, like I started out as an intern, but at least I somehow was able to like get my foot in the door, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's actually really cool. um, That colleges like do that professors do that um yeah I was I think it's a rare case right I think he's like probably very unique I wouldn't say that that happens at like every school yeah but that creator institute is available to everybody so like if you guys listening want to go check it out you can totally go and have a look um it's open to everybody it's an amazing process I recommend it to everybody even if you don't want to like get a, even if you don't need it to get a job you just want to publish a book or something like that it's an awesome process yeah so is Doing what you were doing at Disney, is that kind of what inspired you to go down the route of what you're currently doing, what people were creating and how people were creating stuff? So is that kind of what brought you into wanting to actually go on and be a project manager? Totally. So I wanted to, I wanted to build theme parks. I wanted to build lands. Like I wanted to build, like I would go walking around California Adventure and Disneyland and I would see each of the different lands and how they were themed uniquely and how there were rides and how like the whole curated experience I think really inspired me and so that's what I wanted to do I wanted to build experiences like that I wanted to bring people joy and like make memories for them create a space where people can make memories together 
um, I think is sort of like at the heart of what really inspires me even to this day, just creating things that people can come together and talk about and enjoy together and like, just feel something from. So I knew that I wanted to move into Imagineering because that's sort of the department at Disney that does all of the experiential design for their theme parks. Yeah. Uh, but that was not an option for me. Like every job I applied to, I don't even think I heard back from a lot of them. I think that it was like a flat out rejection or just like straight silence. So um, there was a company out here in Macau that was willing to sort of take a chance on somebody that had zero experience and be like, we are building like a quote unquote theme park situation. We'd love to have you come and be a part of our team, you know, get started, learn as much as you possibly can. And then, you know, we'll see how that goes. So I was like, I'm there. Like I'm packing my bags right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Once the opportunity comes, you don't want to like let it go, let it slip through your fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I might just get away, like just stray away from that for a little bit. Um, I just wanted to talk about actually your book, um, what I gave, what I gave you. Yes. Yes, What I gave you. Yeah. It's a super 180 from what I had originally done. Um, it, I feel like has always been in the process of being written. I just never had considered publishing it until COVID happened. So I have been writing since I was in college. I went to school and I saw everybody having like the time of their lives at university, you know, like partying, having so much fun. And that just wasn't my experience at all. It was really hard for me to integrate into the network socially. Like it's hard for me to make friends So I used journaling sort of as an outlet for that. Like I would never leave the house without a pen and my notebook. And I would go to coffee shops around the city and like sit, people watch, just think and like write everything down, write out my emotions. And so a lot of what it's currently in the book is actually written like way back in 2014, but I had just never considered combining everything and like publishing it just because a, it's so personal, like it's a hundred percent my experiences, my vulnerable emotions at the height of emotions, right? So like how I felt back then isn't necessarily reflect how I feel now, but publishing it now and having people read it now is like kind of counterintuitive. Like I had, oh my God, my grandmothers were like, (laughs) are you depressed? Are you okay? And I was like, no, no, I'm fine. I swear. (laughs) But um, so that started then. And then I've just always sort of been journaling and like writing when I feel like it in my notes app or in notebooks and stuff like that. And then when I moved to Macau, I think being abroad and being away from my loved ones. And when I came to Macau, as much as I felt like, yes, I was taking an opportunity, I felt like I was leaving so much behind. Like I loved my life in California. I loved working for Disney. I loved the people that I was around. My boyfriend still lived in the U.S. at the time. So like we were doing super long distance and it was really hard for me to integrate. So I think inspiration was starting to strike in different ways than it had before where I think I was like reliving that experience that I had in college of being so lonely and like not knowing who to talk to about it that I just started writing again so much and I started writing other people's stories and then COVID happened and I was stuck on this like tiny random island in China away from friends and family not knowing when I get to see them again obviously I think like everybody can relate that that makes you start to think about what's really important in life And you're like, what am I doing here? What is my purpose? Yeah. And I just said, kind of fuck it. Like, I'm just going to compile all this awesome work that I've been doing for so many years that my boyfriend at the time was really encouraging of. Like he said, it was so great. And I 
felt like I had never done anything for myself before. I had done everything for a reason. Like I went to high school to go to college. I went to college to get a job. I got a job because that's what you're supposed to do. But I never did anything just for me and for the pure like enjoyment aspect out of it. And because I love my writing and I care so much about it, I wanted some real feedback for once. And so I was like, what a great way, since I already know how to publish a book, why don't I just do that again and take this as a learning experience for me to not only publish something that I'm proud of creatively, but also to get some like real feedback from an editor who knows what they're talking about. And I can can, like validate the fact that I'm talented or tell me that I need a lot of work, you know, just something to get me started, I guess. Yeah. I applaud you moving countries on an island where you don't know many people, especially during COVID, like you said, not knowing when you were going to be able to visit anyone from home. Yeah. Applaud you for that. Very. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I can't even get words out to express that. That's amazing. It's been like a definitely transformative experience. I think it's taught me a lot about myself and about what I want. I mean, anytime you live abroad, like there's still a lot of guilt being away from family. Like my, my brother just had his first baby. So I haven't even met my nephew yet. And I think about that every day, but I haven't had that yet, but it's definitely been like really good for me personally speaking. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, that definitely would be hard not being able to meet your nephews. That's yeah, I couldn't imagine that. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, all this COVID, hopefully everything. I mean, where I am in Australia, it's slowly getting better. I know our borders, international borders are opening. So I've got family from overseas that are coming over now and friends going and exploring now that we can finally explore because I'm actually quite young COVID started when I was 19 I think so Um, I haven't had a chance to really explore the world and I think yeah yeah. it would have been yeah just before I turned 19 that COVID started and I had just gone on my first overseas travel and I get back and they're like bam no you're not going anywhere for the next two years so Again, you're like, mm, okay, great. Yeah, great. I'll stay home. Sure. I'll go to uni. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> so self-love, you said your book talked a lot about self-love. Um, and do you think that being with COVID, you have learned self-love a little bit more, learned how to self like love yourself a bit more? Um, as like social Instagram, you seem very you seem quite confident I'm gonna say very confident um how would you say your confidence has like would you say your confidence has improved um whilst in COVID like have you been forced to kind of be more confident and learn more things about yourself totally I think that this COVID experience has brought a lot of things to the surface for me it's been forcing me to confront a lot of issues that I either decided didn't exist for me or I had decided that I had dealt with already and put away, but everything is coming to the surface for me. Like it's been such a long process. Like I think it really did start for me, like this whole journey of self-improvement, self-betterment because I had a lot of what I gave you was me working through my shit. Like if you can read in the beginning, there's a lot of like self-loathing that exists in the very beginning. It's a very tumultuous time. I flip back and forth between feeling awesome and feeling like garbage. I, I didn't know what I was doing with myself basically. And then I was also dealing with like having a really great, amazing boyfriend at the time. 
and then losing him during COVID because of the border restrictions. I didn't know when I was going to see him again. And it had been like over a year that we had seen each other. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I never liked long distance. We were together for seven years. And most of the time we were doing long distance, even in the US, like we both lived in different cities. So, but I put like my needs and like my desires aside for so many reasons, mostly because I thought that they were petty. I was like, this is such a great guy. Why am I letting like small petty things get in the way of that? When in fact, those small things were big to me and they were important. And I had neglected that for so long because I just thought that this was, I thought that I was the problem when the problem was the fact that I wasn't dealing with the issues that he and I had as a couple. So COVID forced me to deal with that and to break up with him. And then like, when you're with someone for that long, you also like divorce their family after a certain point. So it was really hard. And like to not be able to do that face to face felt like disrespectful to the time that he and I had put into that. So what I gave you is a lot of like me dealing with that aspect of my life as well. And then going through that, obviously like you have nothing left to work and to look at. You're like, okay. I have no distractions. I can't leave the country. I can't travel. I can't like really go out all the time and party. I can't like put that in some new guy because I'm not ready to be in a new like situation. So you're really forced to look at yourself and to be like, do I even like hanging out with me? Like, do I even (laughs) like being around myself? Honestly. (laughs) And it was a different answer every day. I think that social media makes like a self-love journey look so like A, B, you do A, B, C, and D. And then all of that stuff means that you're going to be waking up one day feeling super awesome about yourself. And that's just not how it is. Like, yeah, I think that like all those TikToks were like, in 2019, I was blah, blah, blah. And then I exercised and I became that girl. And then all of a sudden, like, I love life. And it's like, that's just not an accurate representation. I think that this journey for me is still happening to this day. And it requires a very active like mindset in order to do that. It takes a conscious effort for me to not only like recognize old thought patterns that are still becoming a problem for me today, but then also to do something about them. So like for me, I tend to document every time I have a thought pattern that's reflective of the old me and I document that. And then I also like document the positive thought processes that I have that are leading me towards a person that I want to still become. So it's like, I think when it comes to self-love, it's a very like progressive journey. It's a very nonstop journey. It requires you to have different points within that journey to say like, okay, here's what this milestone was about. And we can be really proud of that. Here's what this next milestone is what is about. And you can be really proud of that. And like, it's just, you have to be able to look back and see the progress that you've made because sometimes it feels like you're not making progress at all. Yeah. And I think that, Like, I appreciate that you say that I look confident because it has, like, I have definitely been on a better path and like, I feel happier every single day to be where I'm at and to be who I am. But I have to tell you, I mean, like I used to be one of those people a hundred percent on social media that needed validation from other people. Like the amount of likes that I get a hundred percent changed how I felt about myself. And I, that's not a sustainable way to live. So now I think about social media more as just like a creative outlet for me to put and to create, not necessarily like a persona, but at least to curate things how I want them to be and to accept that there's no way that social media is going to be reflective of 100% who I am as a person. I think podcasts even 
are a better way to do that. But you're seeing this side of me, you know, but like, that's not the side that my mom sees. Yeah. While I'm the same person. And that doesn't mean that I'm any less authentic or real. It just is like the nature of life. You know, we're all different people at different times and at different purposes. Like you're a different person at work than you are at home. Yeah. And social media is no different than that. Like you are who you are on social media and it's just like a small percentage of who you are. So I'm just like using that small percentage to be like my cool girl self, you know, (laughs) like the girls I see on Pinterest that I save, I'm like, yes, that's the vibe for me. And so that's what I'm going to like reflect on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely only see what one side of a person, what they want you to see on social media. Um, Definitely with, definitely with Instagram. I mean, you probably see some people only post photos. You don't really see like their stories. I don't really post on stories. I feel like stories are definitely a more, a way people like you can get closer to a content creator like you can see a bit more yeah. of a personal side I do love the Instagram stories I love 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 them and I think yeah you definitely see a side of a person a bit more but like you said your yeah, social media you only see a small fraction of a person and it's basically what they want to show you you can only see so much behind a video or a photo or yeah yeah definitely 100% yeah. Um, so back on the self-love, I just want to, um, do like, do you have any tips like for self-love, how to totally. improve your self-love basically? Yeah. Yeah. I think journaling is such an important part of my routine. So I do like what I call like the four key exercises for myself that as long as I'm doing these four things, I know that it will lead me to the right place. And it's very simple. So those four things for me are journaling, meditating, exercise, and then rest. So I journaling for me, like I said, is super important. I realized that there's just so much like surface level crap going on in my head all the time. It's like, have you ever seen those TikToks where people are like, um, like I need a sugar daddy. Oh wait, but I can't afford that. I have to do this. And then I have to do that. Like, that's literally what my brain is like all the time. (laughs) So I use journaling to like get all of that out of my brain and onto the page. Yeah. And I do that every night before I go to bed because it's an easy way for me to recap my day. I can talk about how I'm feeling. I can talk about what I need to do tomorrow. I can be like, Oh, don't forget to go to the grocery store. I need this. Yeah. And by doing that, I essentially get rid of any of the extra noise that I have in my head. So then when I wake up the next morning, I am like clear. I know what I'm doing for the day. I don't have to think about all this like crazy nonsense. And I can just be more, it's just quieter and I can just be fully present in the day and I can do my work and I don't have to like, when you don't get it all out, it lives there. And then you can't see anything beyond that because all you're living in is this like haze of noise. So for me, that's a super important process because not only are you just getting out like the bullshit of every day, somehow magically journaling just helps you get into how you're feeling. Like I'll be talking about, what I ate for lunch that day. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, I have control issues and I need to change, <laughs> you know, and it's like literally like two sentences apart, but that's just how it goes. And yeah. so journaling is like kind of a magic process like that. It helps you recognize the issues that you have. And then it's just the one place that I can be a hundred percent honest. I don't have to worry about what I'm saying, if that's going to offend somebody or yeah. I'm too nervous to say it to somebody else. So I'm not going to say it out loud you know, and that's the only place that I can just be a hundred percent truthful. And I allow myself to say, Maddie, don't hide from yourself. This is the one space that is for you and for you only. There's no reason to hold back because it's just me. So I think that like, if I could give anybody 
one tip in starting their like self-improvement journey, whatever that looks like, try journaling just like three pages every day. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Like I, I missed my journaling last night, but I'll just start again tonight. I keep a habit tracker also that had like is exercise today, journaling, did I meditate? So then that way I can just keep track and like be honest about the journey because it's not going to be perfect, but it's just a really good foundational starting point that I recommend for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, how, how would you recommend someone to start their journaling um, journey type thing? I know I've been meaning to journal for ages. I know it will definitely help with me, with my mental health, all my stress with uni. I feel like jotting that all down. Um, how would you kind of, yeah, recommend for someone how to start journaling? For me, uh, I think uh, there's a ton of ways that you can do that. What works yeah. best for me is just to free write. Like I, after I'm done with my night, like I always keep my journal on my nightstand. And so like, as I'm about to go to bed, I pull it out and I just like start with the date. I just say like April 21st. And then it could just be something as simple as like, um, here's what I did today, you know, or like, here's what I'm thinking about right now. Or, um, this has been on my mind or literally sometimes I've even said like, I have nothing to say to you today. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here. And then that will get me started. It just has to, you just have to take that first step in yeah. saying something. I know that there are like a ton of journaling prompts that yeah. are also really helpful. Um, but I mean, I think what I would do is I'd just be like, how was your day? Yeah. Just something like that. Something super simple. Don't overthink it at all. Just like literally brain dump and you'll get to the meat eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's what I do. I overthink and I'm like, what am I going to write? Is there like a specific, like, what should I write? But yeah, definitely. Yeah. That sounds good. Free writing. Just kind of, I think, yeah. Yeah, Just just literally start with like, how was your day? Yeah. 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 Like, Hey journal, here was my day. I started, I woke up this morning at 7am. Then I went to the gym or like, then I went to uni, my class today sucked. (laughs) It was awesome. You know, stuff like that. Just like, yeah, just start with your day and then see where that takes you. I think that that might be able to to maybe help. Um, and how long have you been doing journaling? Is it something you've only just started, like you've just implemented? Is it something you've been doing for a while, like just at the start of your journey? How long have you really been doing journaling and how much has it helped, do you think? I think that I've been journaling basically since 2014, but I didn't call it that back then. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Now I think it's becoming sort of like a hip thing to do. Like people are talking about Mm -hmm. it more and the benefits of it. So I think actively I was probably, I would consider myself like to be an active journaler as of like a year ago. Um, And it has not been a perfect process for me. Like even this week, actually this Monday, I really started being really more serious about it again, because for a couple of weeks, I was so overwhelmed with just like a bunch of personal stuff that I stopped journaling, which was the worst thing that I could have done for myself in that moment in time. Like I needed it more than ever at that point in time. And then I stopped and I always say this, I do this every time. I'm like, I always realize how important journaling is to me when I stop doing it. Yeah. Because you don't realize the benefits of it until you stop doing it. And then you were like, why am I so overwhelmed? And I feel like I don't know what's going on and I'm so scatterbrained. But once you start doing it again, you're like, okay, this is what I needed. It's so grounding. It's so helpful just to like stay clear. So, um, I mean, it just, like I said, I think actively speaking, I'd probably say I've been drilling for about like a year to two years now, but it's just always something that has been a part of my life 
Yeah. And I think it will continue to be that way. Plus it's cool to have these memories, like to look back on, I keep all of my notebooks. So I imagine myself at like 65 reading back on the time that I was 26 living in Macau being like, Oh my gosh, I totally forgot that I was going through that. Or like, you, I can't believe I'm writing about that guy. That's so embarrassing or something like that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to ask next. So you ever like, have you read your past, uh, like journal entries? Is it something that you kind of, you like to, you look back and you reflect and you're like, Oh, yes. It's so cringy sometimes. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so cringy. I'll be like, Madison, what (laughs) were we thinking? Like, why were we letting this tool like mess with us? Like, this is so embarrassing for us. Why are we saying this? But Uh, It is 100% amazing to see the progress that I've made personally speaking. I think like I'm such a happier person now than I was two years ago or even like a year ago, even honestly, like a couple weeks ago, I'm I'm a better person. And that's the best part about this journey that you're going on is you can see progressively like how much things get better for you. And it's like, even this morning for me, I woke up and I was kind of like in a whack head space. Like I just was not... I don't know. I was all over the place. And I took a step back and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Remember yesterday? Remember how great of a day that we had yesterday? It was a simple day. I didn't really do anything crazy. I like went to work, but I had a great day. I just felt really good in like my, I just felt happy to be like alive and to be doing what I was doing. And so I was like, no, 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 no. This is what we want every day. Like, this is how I live my life every day. Now I live happy every single day. And I was like, that was enough to kick me back out of that negative headspace and into like being present and in today and like saying that this is, I only am worrying about what's in front of me because that's all I can control anyway. So there's no point. And so something like that to be able to do for myself now, if you had told me that I would be able to do that two years ago, I would be like, that's a sick joke. Like I yeah. did not think that that was even remotely possible for me to rewire my brain in such a way, but it's progress and it's growth and that's what life's all about yeah yeah definitely um now talking about your writing do you have any plans for any more books or are you doing any writing on the side yeah I think writing is just always (laughs) going to be a part of my life I always write I think I'm really hoping that the next book can talk about exactly what we're talking about today like this whole journey the ups and downs that go with it because I think that people just talk about the beginning and the end, right? They're like, I was a shit person and then I did some stuff and then now I'm a great person. But nobody ever really takes you through that experience of what it's like to be in the middle of like a transformative experience because it takes a lot of personal power to like look at yourself and to be like, I have issues that I need to work on that I want to work on for myself. This is still something that I'm like a little bit rocking with the whole like being able to fulfill yourself not needing anybody else to like be there for you I've always been such like a relationship person so not having a boyfriend and pushing through the idea that like I need somebody in my life to tell me that I'm pretty and to like hold my hand as I walk to the movies or something like that yeah I've always kind of been like yeah I fulfill myself I'm a strong (laughs) independent woman who don't need no man but like Secretly, I think the inner me was like, yeah, we do just a little bit though. So like, you know, it's like, yeah, nobody ever talks about this kind of stuff. So that's what I'm hoping that this next book can be about. And I can just share my experiences with you guys. And like, hopefully it'll help clarify for, for everybody else, because I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just like muddling through life, <laughs> hoping that it's going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and do you ever think like in the future, 
like writing more books like would writing become more of a job for you is that something you would like in the future or would you prefer to stay down like that's a dream that's a dream yeah oh my god I would are you kidding (laughs) I would love to be like a full-time author how cool I could just like travel around anywhere oh I would just go to all the beautiful places and like bring my laptop and write about them like I would definitely like live in Italy for a year and then move to somewhere else for a year or like I don't know just like live the like author life I don't know that sounds really dope but I have no idea if that's what's in the cards for me so who knows (laughs) yeah no just seeing how it all goes yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's all you can really do at the moment especially with everything going on you kind of just have to let it play out you can't really can only make so many plans and half them yeah probably fall through yeah exactly okay um and also just wanting to about being a digital creator now that's kind of what you label yourself what everyone's labeling themselves at the time what made you kind of go down that digital creator content side what made you kind of put do that on the side type thing I've always been fascinated by influencers I just think that they're so interesting I I think that it's like a very interesting psychological experiment uh it's a sociological experiment like my nerd side just sort of like lights up a little bit (laughs) when I think about how influencers work and I also really respect the hard work that it takes to do their jobs like it's way more than it looks like to most people and I respect that hustle. I also really love the idea of being your own boss, working for yourself, setting your own hours, following your vision and your goals. Um, there's something about that that really gets me hyped up. Like, I don't think I'll be working for a company forever. I think eventually I'll get to a place where I want to start my own business. Yeah. But that's not it right now. <laughs> but I think like, I don't know. I just think that social media is such an interesting industry. It's brand new. It's very much like the wild, wild west still a little little bit. Mm -hmm. Like people are still making up rules about how things are supposed to be done, how business is conducted in that way. And as we move towards a more digital world, that's going to become increasingly important. And people are always like, oh, the influencer industry is so saturated. Like there's no way that you're going to be able to, you know, dive into that and be successful. But frankly, the reason that influencers are successful is because they are uniquely themselves, right? Yeah. Think about like how many influencers you follow. I probably follow like at least a hundred, at least a hundred and probably 99% of them do the same shit or give me the same content and fashion lifestyle. Yeah. Right. So like the amount of people that exist in that sphere that I follow because each one of them is slightly different. And then you think about how many unique individuals live on this planet. And if we were all able to at least like in some way, create a unique community full of people who are just interested in you as a person, then technically the industry is not that saturated, right? There's a lot of opportunity that still exists there. So I think that social media is a weird experiment for me because it's forcing me to be like, who am I? You know, yeah. you can't be an influencer, not know who you are, because then you don't know how to portray that visually. Yeah. So I think it just kind of ties everything in for me. And like, it's asking me, like, who am I? How do I show myself? How do I talk about myself? And how do I create engagement around that entire aspect? Mm-hmm. So it's a tricky question to wrestle with. Like, it's not that easy when you think about yeah. it like that. Yeah, definitely. Like, what do you want people to take away from your Instagram? What kind of 
yeah, what message, well, not uh, message, but that's a great what, question. Yeah. <laughs> I think relatability is a big thing for me. I want people to know that while my feed is relatively curated, it's also just like my life. You know, yeah. I like I posted a picture the other day of me in like this nature situation. And like literally my friends and I were just walking down the street with beers and I saw like this place and I was like, okay, let's grab a couple pics like right here. And it ended up being really, really cool. And that wasn't super curated. Like I didn't plan that to be like a quote unquote shoot day, but yeah. it turned out super dope. And it looks really dope in relation to like my writing. And that's, I want to demonstrate that I am multifaceted. So I'm not just like cute pictures and cute outfits. There's a lot yeah. going on beneath the surface. And writing is a really important part of how I express my journey and what I got, want you guys to take away from that, which is like, we're all going through the same thing. Yeah. I'm just the one who articulates it and like basically is cool with being super vulnerable and in the place of vulnerability is like, the scariest thing you could possibly do on the, like in terms of the internet, being vulnerable on the internet is like putting a target on your back. And I'm like, I'm going to do that. I don't care. I'm going to put the target on my back and then I'm going to do it while looking super cool. Yeah. I guess is the vibe that I'm trying to put out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's from what I've seen on your Instagram, it's just kind of you loving your life, just learning as you go. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people kind of need. Like I know a lot of creators kind of have that lavish kind of lifestyle, like living it up in LA and going on crazy adventures. And I think people need that, like that relevant person as well to follow just to have on their newsfeed or someone just living life, just going by how life is treating them, like giving what life is giving them. And I think, yeah definitely something that a yeah. lot of people need we all I need mean, a break I'm, from the Coachella content yeah, like need, I don't need to I know need that you've been like on a private plane you know yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah. I don't need that <laughs> I don't I don't need to see and know how much dust and dirt is on you um <laughs> like I've had enough that's enough for me I'm, like, we're done with the Coachella stuff <laughs> so we're many over TikToks it. so many TikToks oh my god just like it's so dusty it's so hot and I'm like I know. Thank you. I've already been told by 50 other people. Thank you. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. All right. Um, Well, that's kind of all I have to ask you. Is there anything you kind of want to add anything you'd like to, yeah. What else you'd like to talk about? Uh, I don't know. I think this was really fun. I feel like we talked about so much good stuff. I think that that was probably like a lot of information for people on like kind of a heavy (laughs) topic. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, definitely. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode um, and for finally being able, us finally having to be able to record. Um, It's been quite a few months since we both reached out. We've reached out to one another and started actually planning this. Um, But it was so I'm so so sorry about the other night to reschedule. I was like 100% at the club and I was like, (laughs) oh my God, I need to schedule. So I was like, I'm sorry. No, it's totally okay. Um, life is just so crazy I understand yeah no (laughs) yeah yeah all right well yeah thank you so much again Maddie um if you guys want to check out her Instagram I'll have her Instagram link down below and also we also where you can purchase her book I will definitely be purchasing after this now definitely could use some inspiration um so thank you so much again of course yes I definitely will um need some more 
inspirational books to kind of self-love help me out a little bit but yeah thank you so much again for being on this episode it was so lovely thank you for having to me. you and um, likewise yeah. it's so much fun thanks Alrighty, so everyone i will hopefully get this episode you'll be able to hear this episode when it's out hopefully in the next week but you guys won't even know um Hopefully Lauren will be back on the next episode. Um, I know we're already planning the next episode. She is just crazy jam-packed with everything. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and uh, listening to me chat to Maddie and hope you guys can take something from this episode. I definitely have from speaking to Maddie. So I will chat to you all on the next episode. Bye, everyone.